I'm starting this show with a disclaimer and a sound clip. Please do not listen to the next segment. If your ears are sensitive, if children are around, or if you're particularly Aryan. You're screaming nigger. I didn't say nigger. You been screaming nigger. You said you ain't got a right to say neither one. I, you, you ain't got the bro, right to go ahead, bro. You know what? Here, nigger. Yo, man. Here, nigger. That's what I'm getting you at. You know what? Here's cock, nigger. All right. Here, nigger. Well, you know what? You, this is you, what happens in Pennsylvania. Say nigger, nigger, nigger on fucking TV. Look at you. I'm on video. And then you're going to talk to me, nigger. Come off your porch, nigger. Come on. Come on. Any one of these niggers. Come on, niggers! Get over here now! Hey, this is Michael Zeitgeist. And this is The Human Condition. The sound clip you just witnessed that I exposed you to was liberally shared on Twitter. It took place in Pennsylvania. A white man came across the street insulting his black neighbor. In almost stereotypical fashion, the white assailant wore a wife beater shirt, a white towel, dish rag tied around his head, and the vitriol, the pure hatred in his voice could be felt without even having seen the clip. The problem is where we're going in our society. Now I want to be cognizant and start this podcast with the statement that we cannot make blanket statements in saying that, well, because one white nationalist, one very clear racist, speaks for all white folk. But I think we can very distinctly and very clearly say that the infractions, the assaults, the pure inhumanity or subhuman displays of conduct of the white people toward our black friends, our neighbors, our fellow black Americans have dramatically increased. Every day you will find something on social media that somebody filmed of someone who assaulted a black person. Now, of course, it doesn't just stop with black people. This is a display of conduct that we see toward all colors, except, of course, the white people. White people are being treated differently. White people are being pulled over and they are given the courtesy of actually having an opportunity to produce their driver's license without having to immediately fear for their lives. Philander Castile in St. Paul, Minnesota, 2016, he had a license to carry. They were pulled over. He was in the passenger seat. The officer shot him through the window after Philando identified himself as a person with a right to carry. It didn't matter. The officer was scared enough of the, skull, the color of his skin, much less than what he actually had to say. That was never really truly taken into consideration. Philando was shot in the passenger seat with his daughter in the back seat. 
Massive protests took place on Summit Avenue in front of the governor's mansion. For months, people protested. The protests have ended. We have continued our lives. Since 2016, since November 2016, an element of America has been given permission to rise, which had been subdued. Racism has always been strong in this country, but it is now alive. It is no longer just strong. It is front and center. It is in our faces. It is present. We have the current administration to thank for this, which is blatantly, blatantly racist. But before I harp on the things that are evident, I want to ask a question that also came through on Twitter. And the question was asked by Daddy Daddy Mac, who is a Twitter user whom I follow. And he asked the question, if a scientist came up to you and said they can turn you into an African-American for one year, would you do it to see what it's like in our shoes? And it's interesting to consider the responses that this question received. Many people said, of course I would, because I'd like to learn. But others said, oh my God, no, not happening. In, <laughs> no way in hell. I don't understand how you guys endure what you endure. To which Daddy Max's response was, you have no idea how strong you are. And I thought about this question because initially the academic in me, the one who wants to learn, the one who wants to explore different facets and different aspects of lives, I would do this. I would actually want to be black for a year just to figure out, okay, what is it truly like? But then immediately inside of me, the question became, well, hang on a second. Do I have choices? Do I have a choice of geographic location, of economic stability, education, and perhaps do I have a choice in employment? Because if not, if I'm randomly placed anywhere in perhaps Chicago, D.C., in a place like Baltimore, where the crime rate is abnormally high. If I am perhaps underemployed and if I did not have the educational opportunities that I did have as a white man, would I still want to do this? And frankly, the answer is, that's a major risk. I'd have to consider it. I don't want to immediately and outrightly say, no, not at all. But at the same time, looking at this and looking at it at face value, inevitably scares me because I see the signs, I see what's happening. And even though we cannot make this a generalized statement that all of the white folk are bad, the rate in which we see an increase of how we, the whites, are acting towards anyone who is not white is frightening. So would I want to be a black person, a Muslim, an Arab an Asian, anything other than white for a year? Frankly, and very self-servingly, no. At which point I immediately have to assign blame to myself because the only reason for me to say no is because I'm not doing enough. I'm not standing up enough. I'm not speaking up enough. I'm not saying enough about the misstandings that have befallen us. Now, this is easy to say sitting behind a microphone, right? This is easy for you to listen to, perhaps, sitting in a car, realizing, well, <laughs> it's hypothetical. Nobody's going to tell me that I can or could be black for a year or any 
shade of color other than white. But it's not that easy. Because the implication behind the question is that any answer other than yes, I would, is indicative of us not doing enough, wherein the culprit lies. So what do we need to do? Not everybody is going to have the opportunity to do as much as they would, but wouldn't it behoove us to say that doing something is better than nothing? So what would it take for you? What type of society, what type of worldview, what type of opportunities, what type of education, employment, economic stability? What do you need to have to actually say, yes, I would consider being a black person for one year? Let it resonate and think about it. Perhaps answer in the comments. This is Michael Zeitgeist, a short version of the human condition. Happy thinking.